Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brains spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens though. Always shoot my shot, better swishing off the pick and roll. Dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven so. You can catch us on the road, promise we ain't doing shows. So Rip City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian, I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. Today we have my good friend Matt Eldridge as a guest. I was wasn't really an NBA fan when I first met Matt, and he really got me to be a huge Blazers fan and a fan of basketball altogether. So he's been a Blazers fan since the 90s, and uh, the Blazers are always our go-to topic of conversation when we meet up. So Matt, I'm glad you were able to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Christian. Austin, it's good to see you again, too. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Totally. Stoked, dude. So first things first. Um, Obviously, I'm sure everyone's heard by now. People around the globe are mourning. Um, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other people passed away in a helicopter crash this last Sunday. Uh, we're all devastated. Uh, no matter what happens on the basketball court, what team he plays for, everyone respected Kobe. He was a top 10 player all time. Uh, I recently excluded him from the 2010s decade team, but he really defined the t- 2000s. He was probably the MVP of that decade. Uh, his smile, his dunks, his championships, his work ethic, his relentlessness on offense and defense. Kobe really took the torch from Michael Jordan uh, in leading the league in the eyes of the world. So there, there's nothing I can say to add that hasn't already been said. Um, I'm sure we've all been following this really closely. Uh, we all feel for the Bryant family and the families of all those involved in the horrific crash. I'm praying that good can come from this, that his wife and daughters can be comforted by the NBA community and beyond. Um, that clearly has immeasurable love for them. And yeah, we'll get into recent events of Blazer basketball. But first, I just want to take this opportunity with Matt here. Uh, Austin and I, we haven't really been fans for you know more than a decade, whereas you've been following since the 90s. So, so maybe you have a little bit of perspective um, in Kobe's prime and, and after that 2000 Western Conference Finals when they beat the Blazers. Um, so yeah, I was just wondering how has your respect for Kobe just kind of transformed over the years? Yeah, it's nuts because with Kobe, he always killed us. Like no matter what game it was, Kobe always killed us. And so he was probably my most hated mm. uh, NBA player of all time mm. uh, for the longest time. Yep. Um, and then the Lakers got bad, right? Yeah. So there's that the, those couple seasons after um, their their championship team split up, Pau Gasol was gone, all of that, and then it was during that time that my respect for Kobe grew even more because Mm. as he started to age too, he still played just as hard as he had his entire career. Um, I'll never forget though, a couple moments with him. One is just the times when the blazer, the blazer fans and sometimes the players would have this whole like Kobe stopper thing. It was all about who's the, our Kobe stopper. Cause since we were in the same division, same conference, we knew we were always going to be coming against the Lakers at some time in the playoffs. And so Reuben Patterson was like the first Kobe stopper, but he was self-appointed the Kobe stopper. I don't think I don't think anyone called him that first. I'm pretty sure he called himself that. And then he probably had a couple good games yeah. um, uh, defensively against Kobe where he got in his head. But there was one game, and I looked it up today. Um, I believe it was to see who, regular season, mm-hmm. who was going to be the top of the division, us or, or the Lakers. And it's that team with... Scotty and Bonzi, Zach, Ruben Patterson, all those guys. And Ruben's on Kobe. I don't know how he's been doing against him up to this point, but uh, 
It's the end of regulation. They're down by three. Ruben's guarding Kobe. Ball's inbounded. He's at the top of the three-point line, probably a good three, four feet behind it. Ruben's just all up in his grill. Mm. And Kobe somehow, through pivoting, steps through, drains the three on him. And then in second overtime, too, he ends up hitting the game-winning three that's even tougher than that. And it was those moments where you're like, I hate you so much. And that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. How can someone do... And I just remember Kobe hitting... Big shot after big shot against us. Yeah. Um, and then in when we went against them in those Western Conference Finals, too, that, that always is the worst with Shaq. Two hands up in the air after yeah. the alley. Ugh. Like, yeah. I still get sick yeah. watching right. that. But but Kobe was just like that player that, that you just you hated for the long time. And then you loved to hate him yeah. as you went on. And, and in his later seasons in the NBA, it was just amazing to see... Um, him just as committed, tearing his Achilles, going to the free throw line, still sinking two free throws. Yep. And then him mentor players too. Mm-hmm. Like that's been one of the things after his death that's really blown me away is how many people had Kobe's phone number and like mm-hmm. would regularly either text him or get together. And that he's doing that with people's kids too. Yeah. And like, that's just the kind of thing where the dude like loves the game. And, and my guess is loves people that much to want to like pour into them Mm-hmm. in those ways to pass on that level um, of competition to the next generation. Totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was actually just thinking that earlier today, Matt, because I think Kyle Kuzma had a post and, you know, discussed how, uh, obviously growing up, he was a big role model for him. And then they had ultimately, once he was brought onto the Lakers, had a dinner, a private dinner or something. Huh. And um, it, it's, you're, you made the point of like how how does he how does he have that kind of time how did he have that kind of right. time and it mm-hmm. was it was crazy because it wasn't like he shot me a text right like these mm-hmm. were pretty personal uh, gatherings yeah. that he made a, made a point to be a part of so yeah it's it's um it's like a storybook hero yeah, it's crazy totally. it's crazy yeah. it makes no sense um yeah but yeah I, I, I'm sorry to butt in there but it's it, you know what what did you see something I was thinking I wanted to ask you going into this, what was the general, aside from him being a villain, because that, that is a huge, that's a huge portion of like his identity to us as Portland fans. But like what around the league, what was it like watching him at that time? Did people necessarily talk about how hard he worked even when he was in the midst of it? Yeah. I think it started more with just how much of a freak athlete he was, right? Like that's where he first started getting the Jordan comparisons is, you know, he would he would stick the tongue out too and stuff like that mm, when he would no. dunk. I remember that and, and we hated that. It's like, no, <laughs> only Michael Jordan does that, Kobe. You copied him. Yeah. But you know, I was only like in elementary school or something like that at yeah. that time. Yeah. And later you recognize he's doing that because of how much film he's watched of Jordan. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so then it's it was like freak athleticism, which he still had, underrated dunker in our league. That dude was one of the better in game dunkers, oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. think, of just his up and under dunks, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think as the time went on, and especially when Shaq left, and then he won two more championships, right? He won two more after Shaq was gone. That was pretty crazy because it was like, okay, you only won because of this. Mm -hmm. And and for him to carry that team and really carry that team in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. Pau Gasol was really good then too. Mm -hmm. It was just just nuts to see him keep winning even with all the changes going on around him. He was the constant for the Lakers – association and um you you just saw that he was just so committed and you'd hear stories right of like they'd lose a game kobe stays till like 
three, four in the morning to get a thousand shots oh in, and then is showing up first to the gym for practice the next day. Yeah. And that was, you know, as as like a middle school dude, you're like, I'm gonna do the same thing, <laughs> right? You, you think about trying to get a thousand shots oh, in or whatever, man. and you do the first thirty, and you're like, I'm done, right? You know, it's, my arms are jelly. So, so, so two points uh, that that came up just in, in hearing you say that, Matt. Uh, the first is I think I heard Coach Jim Beheim when he was discussing uh, Kobe's presence on the Olympic team. Um, yeah. He had just basically – and this is – that guy, Jim Beheim's like an institution in, in college yeah, basketball. Yeah, totally. And so, like, he's seen he's seen some things. And I'm, I'm sure a decent portion of his players have even gone on to the league. And even he, when he was being uh, interviewed the other day, had just said, you know, basically Kobe came into the Olympic team and, and, and put set everybody straight was like this is <laughs> this is what we're doing this is the brand of basketball we're playing and then Jim Beheim said he was just he was just in awe he was just in awe like huh. and whenever he went back to coach his college kids after that and they were like I'm like almost like you two were just saying I'm going to put in that work I'm going to do that he was just mm. yeah. you don't you don't have an, uh, a clue of excellence you can't yes. yeah it looks like um so yeah, I, I mean, I kind of got hung up on that and forgot what else I was going to say. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just really tragic. Um, and not to be the, the downer and, and point out some of the, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But, you know, I don't know if you two had, had, had read about how there wasn't a TAWS system in this in this helicopter Mm-mm. so it oh i just heard about that yeah, a little so there, bit ago yes so there and i that's the first thing i said to my girlfriend i said you know it's 2020 um especially with like a highly regulated industry um the faa you'd imagine would be like pretty strict at this point i mean boeing yeah. boeing is obviously having a lot of issues and whatnot this toss system uh was recommended to be standardized um when there was another mm-hmm. crash in the gulf in 2004 and um, it, oh, wow. it, it wasn't capitalized on. It wasn't, you know, and I, I bet it will be now. Um, I also discussed with Christian and a couple other people the role of it being a private or chartered flight. I wonder how much that um, mm. fed into uh, whether, like, basically them being permitted to fly because we've obviously all heard about the, the fog warnings and, and the grounded other helicopters. And then last, yeah. but, last but not least, there was no black box in it. There really? Was, yeah. That's- isn't that isn't Man. that amazing? That's nuts. Isn't that amazing? Because that's 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 standard in all commercial uh, yes, airplanes right. now. So now they're obviously reeling and trying to do some of this forensic work, uh. and they don't they don't have a black box for the helicopter. Wow. Um, uh. So I mean, and then the only other real notable thing I saw about the crash, and and this is kind of bittersweet, is. Um, you know, they were a lot of people were saying, you know, the, you can't imagine those final moments. It must have been terrible. Um, if there was any grace in it, it, it was the fact that it was um, it sounds like it was a, a pretty um, uh, abrupt crash. Yeah, um, they had yeah. they had descended 5000 feet uh, in, a, in a matter of a very little time and um, were going at 185 miles an hour at the time of the crash. It's just it, it's just crazy. So, yeah, that's though that's my. Um, that's my two cents about that. I mean, let's hope that some some positive regulations stem from this, you know, if anything, because yeah. we we'd hate to see it happen to anybody, not just Kobe Bryant, but to anybody, yeah. you know. So, right. Um, R.I.P. to Kobe, and uh, I love what players are doing about the number change. Yeah. Um, here's here's one more question for you two gentlemen. Ariza having the connection that he has with him, do you mm-hmm. think that that's gonna his jersey numbers? Because he's eight right now. Hmm. Do you think he, that he definitely could? But I, I saw Paul George is considering switching back to twenty four right. to honor Kobe, which right. is it's 
completely opposite what everyone yeah. else is doing because yeah. you know no no one's asking them to change their numbers from right. eight to 26 like right. what was it dinwiddie's doing and yeah. quinn cook switching two because of gianna which yeah. is just wild yeah. um so it's it's kind of strange to me i wonder how other players are going to react or if that's even a confirmed rumor um but yeah i don't know if i'm trevor ariza um and that's a different and the reason know. i pose that specifically christian is because that's a different relationship dynamic right yeah there. yeah because they were actual teammates yeah. who won a championship yeah. together yeah. yeah i think it i mean it just depends on how you look at honoring someone yeah. right yeah. like i mean this is a poor comparison but i chose my number for basketball in middle school because I loved uh, Scottie Pippen. So I wore 33, right? Yeah, nice. And so there was like an honoring there, right? Of like, Scotty's awesome. I want to be awesome, yeah. right? And, and it's like, I want to play like him. Yeah. Um, and so I think no matter what you do, I don't think someone could say, oh, that's not honoring or not. And so I think, especially for people close to Kobe, they're going to know what he would have thought better than anybody, what yeah. would actually be honoring to him. And And so many people have said like, um, they can just imagine Kobe saying to them, get back out on the court, play mm-hmm. for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether that's with his number or not, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know if he would have really cared. He'd just want them to go all out on the floor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's the one thing uh, that I'll call out in the NBA uh, recently. I've appreciated how hard everyone has been playing. Dude. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Kobe Bryant definitely would uh, appreciate some more defense. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's but, right. but people have been balling out of their minds. I mean, there was three it's straight nuts. days of 50-pointers. Um, there was Dame got his triple-double now. Olin Depot first game off. back. Olin Depot first game back. Yeah. Sent it to OT. Yeah. Did yeah. they win, did they win that game? They did. They did. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Crazy. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy. You know, on another note, I'm happy to see that Victor Oladipo is back and healthy. And, you know, that – there's there's this there's this uh, almost perennial idea that the West is just guard heavy and 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 there's not an all star presence uh, necessarily mm. like there is in the in the East or um, so I think Olin Depot will kind of feed into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, the the East situation, I we'll get into this in just a minute, but the East guards must be pretty deep too because Bradley Beal didn't even make it and he's averaging twenty. Oh, I haven't even seen game. the list yet. So Insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Kyle is like one of his better seasons. Too. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Kyle Lowry is guilty and charged of highway robbery. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly yeah, helps that he won a championship and his team's in second place right now, yeah. Yeah. and that he hasn't just been injured for the whole season. Yeah, too. that's true. Yeah. That's true. So before we get into, uh, we'll talk about the All Star reserves. We'll talk about um, the recent Blazer games and also what's coming up. Uh, but before we do that, Matt, thank you again for joining yeah, us. Totally. Uh, we got a couple questions that we ask all of our guests. So, first, who is your favorite non-All-Star Blazer before? You mentioned the Kobe Stopper. Is it him? Yes. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I am not a... I liked Reuben Patterson-ish, but no, he's he's not my fave. Um, gosh, it's so torn, man. So, growing up, I think I was like three or four, and my parents had to tell me this, but we'd watch basketball, especially Blazers were in the playoffs every year during that time, and I would call every basketball player that I saw on TV either Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. right? They were all Michael Jordan, or they were all Uncle Cliffy. Uncle Cliffy. Better known as Uncle Spliffy now. But um, <laughs> Uncle Cliffy, I loved Cliff Robinson, dude. Yes. Um, and I, oh. like, early days of 2K, 
when you do like the fantasy draft mm-hmm. and stuff like that, make your own team. No. I would I would always try to draft Cliff Robinson last because he was a big that could oh, shoot the okay, three okay. too and just I like throw him first, on the bench. No, no. Oh gosh, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I loved Cliff Robinson, um, and I remember my parents always saying. Cliff's got to work on his free throws. And that was like, for whatever reason. So I was always at four frustrated with him for missing free throws. Yeah, Love him. Um, but I think in more recent years, uh, I just loved Wes Matthews. Like Wes mm-hmm. is one of my, cause we just haven't had dudes that are like a dog, like yeah. on defense yeah. and just diving for loose balls. And it was so um, refreshing to see a guy that could shoot the three and loved like the three glasses, the three monocle, mm-hmm. like the three bow, right? Like all that stuff. Yeah. But a dude that also wasn't just about offense, but could lock people down and would dive for loose balls, all that kind of stuff. So I think Wes is, and I'm still hoping for a reunion someday. Dude, I think that would be, I was hoping this last season when he was a free agent that maybe we'd snag him, but, yep. um, but we'll see. Wes has got to be one of my faves. Do they ever push him to the three? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a two three. That could have um, that could have been good for, for us. That could have been very good for us. I remembered a game I watched where he was the tallest person on the court at the time. It was <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. It, was, it was like Dame. Uh, okay, I think it was the year we had Steve Blake. So it was like Dame, probably CJ and Steve Blake, Will Barton. So maybe Will Barton was the tallest. Um, Wesley Matthews and shoot one other guy. I don't remember. I well, had it written down at the time. Wes is like 6'5", right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bart, okay, I've talked about this a couple times. Mm-hmm. Will Barton is taller than he's listed at. I think he's listed as uh, like 6'5". <laughs> Conspiracy six, theories. Seven, yeah, and then Kenneth Fareed is listed at 6'9", and I saw them standing next to each other in person, and I was like, no, Will Barton is as tall as Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. And, and, gate. and I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if, if the manimal has uh, exaggerated his height statistics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> he's probably like 6'6", six, six, dude. Yeah. yeah. He it's, is not very big. He's probably like Will Barton is like, I still want to be considered a shooting guard or yeah. something. So he's like, I'll He's long, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Totally. So... Favorite Blazers game you ever attended? Oh, man, this one. Uh, at first, I was like, that's kind of tough. And then it got really easy really fast. So it was actually also the worst Blazer game I've ever been to. Oof. Um, so Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs. Mm. What is that, game three? Game oh, four? I have no clue. Um, we go down 24. It's this game. Do you dude, remember this? A couple dude. years, like five years ago, six oh years ago? No, 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 it's no, more, more like eight years ago yes, now. Yes, yes. Yeah, um... We, we go down 24, I'm there with my buddy James, and we're sitting at halftime, like, why, I mean, we spent 50 bucks, like, on uh, playoff tickets, which isn't that bad now, like, yeah. it's pretty good, but then, single dude, right, like, working five part-time jobs, 50 bucks was, that was a lot of money, yeah. um, and so it was like, well, that was the worst 50 bucks I've ever spent, and then when they come back from down, and it may have even been more, I think, I know it was 24, yeah. um, when they come back, that's the B-Roy game, mm-hmm. too, where he come, he's coming off the bench at that point. And I'll never forget his four-point play. And then Wes, like, dives on the ground for a loose ball, gets a steal, and we come back and beat them. Dude. I hugged so many strangers, <laughs> like, in the Moda Center. Like, because we were just going crazy. Mm-hmm. We, ch- uh, we did the chant, let's go Blazers. We par- parked over at Lloyd Center. We did it all the way from the Mo- Moda Center. All the way back to Lloyd Center. I love it. When you it. get on the... F- oh, dude, it was nuts. People on their cars would do like... 
people would yell, let's go Blazers. And then people would be honking, dun, 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 dun. So And you good. could still hear it on the freeway. And like yeah. cars were pulling over and like, did we win? And we're like cheering that. Yeah. It was just nuts. So it was good. so fun. Biggest, best comeback I've ever I've ever seen, and that I got to be there was awesome. Dude, was that a part of Dallas's uh, championship run by any chance? It was, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we did lose to the champs that year too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Crazy, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Thanks that was sharing. a good one. <laughs> All right, so what do we want to get into? The Dame's huge week or the All Star reserves? Mm, I feel like the All Star reserves are more timely. All right. All right, let's get to the All-Star Reserves. So, um, Austin, I lost you on my phone, so I'll call you again. But the NBA All-Star Reserves um, were announced, and they are, in the Eastern Conference, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and DeMontis Sabonis. And uh, just, just a reminder, NBA, you need to add more. Having 12 and not 13 or 15 is just ridiculous. Uh, Now to the Western Conference. We have Damian Lillard. I wonder where he plays for. Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. So these are your NBA All-Stars. That adds to the starters, of course, of in the East, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Giannis, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. In the West, James Harden, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. So couple of big snubs in there. One, like I said earlier, Bradley Beal is averaging over 28 points a game, mm-hmm. and he did not make the All-Star team. Pretty wild, especially in the East. Uh, you'd think someone averaging 28 points a right. game. Man, uh, I, I looked back because I, I remember back in the day when, when Damian was right around 20 points his first couple years in the, in the league. I looked in the 2012 season. There were only nine players that averaged 20 points or more. Dame was 19-something uh, that, that year. Uh, this year there are currently 27 players averaging 20 points or more. So three times as much as just, what, seven, eight years ago. Crazy. Um, so other snubs, Devin Booker, um, he's averaging, I think, 27 Mm -hmm. points a game. Mm -hmm. So just one less. Um, I saw that it was the first year since like 1984 that, um, anyone averaging 27 or less uh 27 or more did not make the all-star team and i think cj still a... cj quoted that tweet i believe from sports center really and it was devin hmm. yeah it's it's it reads devin booker has not been selected to the all-star game the only other players in nba history to average 27 points per game and six assists per game on 50 percent shooting in a season are lebron james michael jordan larry bird steph curry and oscar robinson jeez Dude, crazy that's it's just list. hard. Yeah. It's hard. There's so many good players right now. And, and with, with the offense inflated like it is, um, it's really tough to, to single out one person from another. Yeah. And and it's nice to see, like, Bam Adebayo get in there. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, of He's course, Rudy Gobert year. for defense um, for both of them. So uh, that's encouraging to see. It's, it's also just crazy how much scoring there is in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, so another snub, Paul George didn't make the All-Star team. Oh, yeah. I didn't even crazy. realize that. Uh, yeah. but it, um, I don't know how many games he's played, but I'm sure man, that's That's crazy because with the fan voting, he yeah. was way up above yeah. Dame and all, you know. Huh. I wonder if that's load management being well, taken into account. I think he was listed as a forward, right? Because as far as fan voting, Dame was... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dame but was, I just mean like yeah. totals-wise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a couple thousand oh, ahead of Dame. Yeah. 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 I mean... There, I don't think Dame 
it's pretty crazy to me how little Dame gets. Like, he was still third as far as guards go. Yeah. But, like, these other guys are, like, way up in the millions. Yeah. And Dame's, like, 200, 300,000. Yeah. I, I don't know what the final tally was. is like, six, seven hundred thousand. But it's it's just crazy. Like, once you get that international vote, it just yeah. goes crazy. And once you get, like, the L.A. vote, it, it blows up. Yeah. It's whatever team LeBron's on, that yeah. helps, too. <laughs> it gets inflated. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, so Anthony Davis and Jokic, who was the other big man um, that was that was selected for the West? Gobert. Really? From the West. Yep. Uh, I'll have to look up his stat line, his averages. Yeah. Because I was just about to say. Dude, oh my. Yep. You got it. Dude. So, okay. In the in that stretch of three games where people got 50, three days in a row, uh, uh, what's his name? Eric Gordon from the Rockets got 50 points. And there was one play where it showed a video and he's barreling to the basket and he runs into Joe Ingles who flops ridiculously. Yeah. And then he's, like, turning and, and doing a fake and then coming back up to the basket. And when he does the fake, his arm goes out a tiny bit. And Rudy Gobert just goes straight to the ground. Yeah. He's, like, covering his head. Like, yeah. it is the most ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever seen. That was terrible. I'm like, what a joke. What the That heck? was terrible, though. Um, so, yeah, and I was actually... Rudy Gobert, you got to work on that. And I was really... Even before we started talking about Rudy Gobert, I was going to say, you know, how many of these guys are really selected for their defensive prowess? You know, it's... Right, uh, yeah. you know, and I guess if there is one, it'd be Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what big man would you put in there instead of him? Instead of him, well, it's tough now because there's like almost no traditional fours in the league anymore. Yeah. Um, like, do you think Whiteside gets in on it over him? I mean, Whiteside's leading was leading the league in blocks. He still he still is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with five last night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I honestly I don't necessarily have like a backup. Um, I'm kind of going through the list right now. But um, one thing I did notice is, and this is not answering your question, but Clint Capella is <laughs> Clint Capella is not the Hollywood star he used to be. No, I was watching yeah, him last. He's been down. Yeah, I was watching him last. Do you remember it was like Capella Gate when he was like trying to get his contract, and everyone was like, <laughs> "That's it right, was like astronomical amounts." But I was like, "Wow, it's crazy." Centers are just one of those positions where, unless you're like a Nikola Jokic or an Anthony Davis, and and you're able to kind of morph your game, it's like, you know, you could have a good year and a bad year. It's almost like a defensive back in in the NFL. Yeah, you know, right. It's like you got two, three good years of pure athleticism, and then either, unless you're a, a Richard Sherman, then you know yeah so no, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly can't answer your question i think that i think if if we're gonna have to be forced to fit into role um appointees it's it's yeah right. it's difficult yeah so as as far as stats hassan whiteside and rudy gobert have super similar stats uh here's gobert 15.7 points a game 14.6 rebounds a game two blocks Whiteside is 15.6, point one point off in points, uh, 14 rebounds, 0.6 less rebounds per game, uh, and 3.1, 1.1 more blocks per game. They they have super similar stats, uh, really similar percentages mm-hmm. too. Uh, Hassan actually has a better free throw percentage than him, which is crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. Oh, so. he was so awful in Miami. You know, Dude, you know, it's seriously. a little bit a little bit different though. Is the is the win percentages? Totally, and and I, and that's the thing with all stars. They take that in. That's Bradley Beal right there. I think yeah. is that they take in like your your effectiveness of winning then with your stats, yeah, which yeah. I don't know if that's fair or not. I mean, but you can get a guy that you put on a a, a scrub team, right, and yeah. then inflated stats. But we've seen that's not Brad Beal in the yeah, past. Right. He's always been a good player. Winning, Definitely. he is plays it, a winning brand of basketball. Yeah, 
that's that's what's fascinating to me is Trey Young is playing great, but his team is also horrendous. Right. So it's like he's an All Star starter, and really his stats aren't all that different from Bradley Beal, except he's second in the league in assists. Yeah. Do, do you huh. guys know who's I did not... first in the league in assists? First in the league in assists. Is it Doncic? It is not Doncic. He's up there. Is it LeBron? He is. He's fourth. It is LeBron. Oh man, 10.7. Only guy averaging over 10 assists. Small forward. Crazy. <laughs> Dude, wow. wild. Yeah, I, I got a list here because it was kind of blown my mind. At uh, So Dame is sixth. He's behind Ben Simmons, which, by the way, Ben, ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry, those are the two that it's like, you could definitely put Bradley Beal instead of one of them. Yeah. Um, so Ben Simmons is fifth. Uh, Lillard's sixth with 7.8. Guess who's seventh? Leading, He's leading his team in scoring. Who do you think it is? Dame? Not Dame. Dame, Dame sixth. Oh, I'm sorry. Leading his team in scoring. I'm just going to save us all time because yeah. no one's going to guess it. Devontae Graham on the Hornets. What? He is, he he is no fantastic. Way. He is fantastic. He's averaging so good. 18 points a game and 7.6 assists and uh, 3.6 rebounds. But, like, dude, wow. out of nowhere. This that dude, yeah, balling. he came out of nowhere. Crazy. Him and Nunn this year are the two, like, yep. where did these guys yep. come from yep. and how can they ball so well? Yeah. Totally. And the Heat just have so many of those guys. You, you mentioned none. It's like they, they've had so many guys this season where I'm just oh. like, what? Like, yeah. when, is, when is Bam Adebayo in the MVP conversation? Yeah. What? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's been wild. Where did, um, I'm trying to think here, um, not none, but Devontae Graham, where did he come from? Dude, I don't know. I'm, I have no clue. <laughs> just, just, I know it's his second year in the league. He may have been on them the year previous too i'm not sure yeah i mean isn't it taking a second to reflect as christian does some some uh research went here. to kansas you went to kansas oh no oh, well then yes never mind that was my research real quick speaking of kansas i want to make this point very quickly before i before i forget <laughs> about this um ben macklemore i i watched espn mm. incessantly when he was coming out of uh college and he was yeah he yeah. was the one of the guys coming out of the drafts and i was really sad to see oh, him yeah. do so poorly in sacramento yeah. i'm actually very happy for him in um in houston he's done fantastic he was he was he was a sharpshooter last night and that's one thing that yep i don't that changed in his game because he was just all like slasher yes. he could not shoot yeah. for his life in yeah. sacramento yeah yeah totally yep yeah, he, he, I don't know, he just, yeah, he barreled to the hoop. But did you see last night with Ariza? Um, yeah. I, shoot, I haven't watched the game, so I don't even know the context. I'm like, have they been battling all night? But, like, the ball, okay, it must have, it, it was a made shot, right? I don't even remember. But anyway, the ball is heading out of bounds. Ariza is going to pick it up, and Ben McElmore is going to pick it up. <laughs> and Ariza is like, like boxing him out to pick up this ball that's already way out of bounds and then he like grabs it from him and then he like throws it on the ground and then he gets a delay of game warning and it's like what is going on ariza who hurt you like oh my gosh <laughs> i love it i love so it though strange. that's the first thing i did is i quoted that video and i said i love it you know that's that's um you know mad men we need that toughness. Ex exactly yeah. and I, i'm trying to remember yeah. We had we had a guy in recent years that I'm struggling to recollect. Kind of well, no, I'm sorry. It's it was Zach Collins. That's who I quoted and, and added in the, in oh, the tweet. Um, and he's been out this season. Um, so yeah. and it's one thing that really came to mind when when you had mentioned needing that kind of dog mentality on the team was how many guys we have that have the. Um, have the physical capability to be that guy mm. but just they're just mm -hmm. not and that's not that's not like a knock that's just yeah. that's just who they are as a player 
Nas is is that guy. Like he can yeah. he can he can do that, but he just you can yeah. tell he's a rookie, you know, he's he's going to get into it. He'll get into it, but yeah. he uh you know, just those second effort plays and uh there's actually another play last night Christian that I would recommend that you locate. It's um it's Nas he catches a, a a kind of a dish out pass on the 3 and rather than kind of taking that quick spot up in the corner he jabbed he like pumped jabbed and then he went to the basket and i was like oh this is bad there's like two or three people down there this is a, just yeah. elevates and just packs yeah. it Dude. i was like oh okay so like, good let's go like okay i've been advocating for more nos all season yeah. this guy is amazing okay like you, you were saying he's a rookie he's got a plan to it like he's already impressed like every game i've watched hmm. i'm like this guy is so ready. It's it's crazy how much he struggled last year in college because he just impresses me so much, especially on defense. And it, like every once in a while, he'll you know he'll have a blunder on defense. Right. But guess what? Everyone else on the team is too. Yeah. But this guy at least like plays hard all the time, plays with hustle. So um, I tweeted maybe a week or two ago. I was like, I don't know uh, which would be worse that. Um, Terry uh, Terry Stotts doesn't realize that Nasir Little is better than Mario Hazonia, or that <laughs> Nasir Little actually has some hidden like uh, attitude problem that we don't know about as fans. Because um, it's like, why is Hazonia getting minutes over this guy? He can actually play good defense, and he's got energy. And it looks uh, it looks so, like that's kind of winding down, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I certainly sat, hope. I mean, so. he sat on the yeah. bench the whole night last night. Pretty. Oh much. yeah, he didn't he didn't get any yeah. any yeah. time. I don't think. I think Hazonia was starting to get some time again, especially while we were losing. As like sometimes people try to uh, pump up how how somebody looks going into the trade deadline, yes. right? And be like, yeah. "Look, this guy's good," but Hazonia comes out four turnovers. Well, never mind. Let's. Uh, it's better that he doesn't go out there <laughs> yes. to totally. show what he actually is. Yeah, just, just remember when he stopped LeBron last yeah. year. <laughs> it's, it's, remember, remember when that. he dunked on Giannis? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what a year it was in New they York. They just start showing those clips. Is, is Steve Blake still on the coaching staff? For the Blazers? Uh-huh. Not for Blazers. No, he's, he, uh, he's somewhere else. I can't remember. where. I was going to say, maybe maybe Hazonia needs Suns? to spend some time with him, but I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> I no. feel like he was on the Lakers coaching staff a couple years ago because he had played with them a couple maybe, times. Maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. I know I saw Warriors. him I on the bench recently, but I can't remember hmm. with what team. I'm not sure. For some reason, I thought it was the Suns, but I don't know. I, th- I right. think you are right, I'm Matt. Sure. I think you. I think you are. But we'll we'll because is, isn't that uh Monty? Yes, Williams. Yes, yeah. He 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 might be with Monty. Yeah, let me see. Who I I really Stephen like by the Blake. way. I, I I always do a little uh little bit about how the general uh temperature here in Phoenix is. Uh, Christian is nodding. It looks like we got a confirmation that Steve the was, Suns. Yeah. Well, and what I was gonna say is that the Suns um, Monty Williams has turned oh. it around and people are excited. People are excited down That's here. That's cool. And um, I I just they're fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, I mean Devin Booker. I think DeAndre Ayton. Who did, who did, who went after DeAndre Ayton? Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Pretty good too. Yeah, mm. but He's then just after been him injury was prone. Luka Doncic. Can you imagine Luka <laughs> and Devin Booker and Zion? Because <laughs> DeAndre Ayton's underperforming. Last year I was talking about Zion. He's he's, he's, he's underperforming season. off the court and on the court. And oh, is he? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, and underperforming for him is is relative to where he was projected to be, right? You know, so <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think a lot of players would be happy to average whatever he's got right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, 
I want to switch gears to how the Blazers have been doing lately. We talked a little bit about Ariza and Macklemore. I don't know why our call keeps dropping, Austin, but we'll just keep it going. Um, Ariza has been amazing for this team so far. I don't. I don't know what flip switched switch flip. switch flip <laughs> I waffle. Flip, I flipped I'm that waffling. statement. Uh, I'm waffling, trying to figure things. Okay, so I don't know what happened, but like Kent Bazemore is this three and D guy. You know, Kent Bazemore, you're great. Thanks for playing for the team. You're awesome. Great chase down blocks. He actually and stuff had a pretty like good game for them the yeah, other night too. He did. I saw he had 15 points, like. Three or four, three or five from three. Yeah, but somehow Ariza is just the perfect fit for this Blazer team right now. So hopefully it continues. But man, he has been playing great, hitting really good shots. Yeah. Um, like after not playing all that much for the Kings, uh, didn't work out with him coming off the bench over there. But he's just been exactly exactly what the Blazers needed. So um, yeah, so great. Uh, but let's just bounce back to the last few games damian lillard this last week he got western conference player of the week what the heck he's on a tear he's like he was averaging 52 points per game over that week and like i don't know what it was like nine assists assists, seven rebounds and then he got his first triple double last night he's you know his average for the season has already bumped up to 29 after these like four or five amazing games um he's last night against the rockets he hit uh, two logo shots like literally yeah. like a foot was foot on, on the, it on yeah, the 50 logo on the uh man just like absolutely ridiculous at the start of the season he was having games already where he was like just hitting shots like nobody's business it's like why are you not just shooting it every time yeah because <laughs> uh, like his percentage from three is like always over 50 percent in these games and then i'm just yeah. like what if we just shot it there every time? <laughs> what if we just see what happens until you drop to forty percent and then you you know and I, do something else? I don't know. I think that I think that Damian Lillard deserved to be an All Star before this, but yeah, this yeah. kind of was the stamp on it. Whereas yeah. solidified. Yes, and I'm I'm frustrated because Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, I don't know if he necessarily deserved it beforehand. But this kind of recent thing just kind of propelled him into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's that that's I'm a, and I'm, I'm seriously just trying to be as objective as possible. Even though we're talking about Russell Westbrook as Blazers fans, but you know, it's <laughs> I think that Dame was doing that before, and that just moved it into the national spotlight. Whereas Russ was already in the national spotlight, and they're like, oh well, hey, now he's doing well. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> definitely. I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I was thinking about this today, how if we had this Damian Lillard in the series against the Pelicans, we would have won. Because I, in that series where we got swept, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Where he the thing he's been doing better than I've ever seen him is splitting the double team. Dude, so like, well. and, and, and passing out of the double team at the right time and people actually knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is, he got killed in that yeah. series. Him and CJ both, yeah. right? Like, that destroyed our chances of winning. And I feel like we had that game back then. I mean, yeah. what if scenario. But I think we win that series because we played them tough still. Several of those games, and it looked like we should have gotten. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like the series against Golden State a year or two ago, where it was just like, okay, this right. is, this was gonna well, be. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's over. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then last year against the Thunder, going into the playoff series, the Blazers were zero and four against the Thunder in yeah, the regular the season, season. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I was saying like throughout the last couple of months of the season, I'm like, this is the last team I want to see in the playoffs. I might even take the, th- uh, the Warriors over them. Mm. Uh, once Nurk went down, I was like, okay, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but it, it was like, man, they, they have long defenders. They got 
more athletic players. Like they had, you know, Russ, Paul George, um, Roberson was like on the fence about coming back um, from injury, all that. But I was like, man, they actually they actually have big guards who can defend, unlike most of these other teams in the right. West. Uh, so I was really concerned. And then Dame just showed up, and in that game five when he had fifty, like, okay, if you haven't watched that game five by now, like, <laughs> find a way to rewatch that game because. Dame was the only guy who could do anything for the first quarter, most of the first half, and then yeah. at the end of the game. Yep. It was carried. At, like, I've never seen a performance as dominant as that. It was insane. So <laughs> he, you know, even last year, like that version of him against the Pelicans, that, that would have won it for him yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Career highs. Which is so awesome to see like your superstar still developing and getting better Dude. every single year. Because that's like Kobe, back to that, right? Like he, he never like treated the game like he had arrived there was always something he was working on right and dame i think has a similar mentality and people harp on him right for the for the rapping and for some of his other endeavors but he shows every year that he's doing things that he didn't have in his game before or perfecting things that Mm -hmm. were in his game before and that just silences i think the critics that say hey you should focus on basketball well the dude is killing it this year so Hopefully nobody says anything like that in the off season. I, I, I feel like two or three years ago it was his man defense, and that was that was resolved. Yeah. And oh. then last year it was uh, getting not just distribution, but upping the level of surrounding players uh, yeah. within within the scheme within the offense. And then now, as you said, Matt, it's 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 the double team and operating out of that double team, which is kind of ironic that we're playing James Harden and double teaming him, yeah, and, right. and it seemed to be his kryptonite. <laughs> And it's like, oh, well, this is kind of what Dame's facing like almost every night, and he seems to be yeah. doing okay. Like, totally, Dude, man. I would love a Blazers Rockets series. Oh, man. that would be awesome. That would be so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, two two guys that Dame has sent away: James yeah. James Harden in the Rockets with a .9 second shot, and then yeah, Russ. Bye bye. <laughs> oh man, crazy. <laughs> that would be so wild. Oh, Blazers need to get up there in uh in playoff seating. Um, so yeah, Blazers against the Pacers, Dame had 50 points that game. Um, any other specific notes on that one? That was the night that Kobe, uh, passed away. So that was a tough game. Um, yeah, I gotta be honest. I had, I had a couple that night, so I don't even remember that game that that well. That was, that was a, that was a confusing day and I needed to just, uh, I I wasn't even actively watching that game. I was watching it, but I like wasn't watching it, if that makes sense. It's like, yeah, totally. It's like, what does this even matter? You know, <laughs> does this even matter yeah. right now? But yeah. yeah, that one, I think felt like out of our starting five, I can't remember what the bench did. I, maybe the bench had like around 20, 25 points, but our starting five, it felt like such like a, like a full team win, even though Dame went off, like for CJ still to have 28 Mello 14 and eight. And, and Mel has been doing better on the boards recently too, which is huge. Um, and then Hassan, 21 and 14. I just was like, man, for Dame to like go off mm-hmm. and then y- yet you still look at the, the box score and there's some other people that really contributed, mm-hmm. um, that's a good sign for our team chemistry mm-hmm. for even though it, it came naturally to him and he didn't yeah. have to force it because other people were doing things and they couldn't double team him as much yeah. because CJ was still shooting lights out. Right. And Gary Trent has been so sneaky good recently yeah. not like numbers that make you like get crazy but yeah. but still he's hitting the three mm-hmm. i saw in last night's game too he's passing at the right times yes. too and actually getting in the lane more and then dishing back out and yeah. we need someone from the bench that's confident on offense. it's not a, yeah. it's not a, about it's a, not a sexy game 
right? Like he he doesn't no, have a sexy game at all. Like it's but it's no. it's it's there. It shows up. It's punctual and it and it works. Yeah, yeah, totally. I remember like a month or two ago, I saw someone say like, "Does anyone somehow have it compiled? Who has the uh, the amount of passes everyone has has done in the NBA? Because I'm sure Gary Trent would be dead last." <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he's developing things. He's he's playing good on defense. He's hitting the three every once in a while. Yeah. Um. It's it's just great to have Ariza on the team, someone oh, who can man. hit the three consistently. Because Dame has, you know, I saw back in. Uh, that 76ers game where Cork Maz hit the last That was terrible. Shot. That sucked. When when Dame was going up for it, and I was like, oh my gosh, Dame's going to make it happen. And then in the paint, he kicks it out to, yes. uh, Simons? to Simons. Yeah. And Simons hits the shot, and I almost cried. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we lost the game, and it was horrendous. That that might were be one of those. at uh, that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was oh, 70s night. That oh, was terrible, dude. man. Rough. Um, so yeah, that was roller coaster of emotions. But... The, the fact that like Dame has like gotten the faith in his teammates when they in a lot of ways don't deserve it no. they've, they've let him down a lot of times in those situations but now that you have Ariza who can hopefully hit that shot and you have CJ McCollum who should be able to hit that shot and Simons has shown that he can do it at times yeah. um it's it's just pretty exciting so the next game after that was the Rockets game obviously um we've talked about that coming up the uh the Lakers Lakers Clippers game was canceled on Tuesday, and uh, yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna bunch up a whole a whole bunch of things. So trade deadline is coming up. I still think we should trade Hassan Whiteside. There's exactly one scenario where trading Hassan Whiteside, uh, not trading Hassan Whiteside, is somewhat okay, and that (laughs) is if the Blazers win the championship. Yes, I'm all on board with do not trade Hassan Whiteside if it means you get a championship. Yeah. There's no way to know that. Yeah. Um, if the Blazers somehow go 3-0 and this week, and then they don't trade Whiteside, I'll be like, okay, that's okay. Like, that that's reasonable. You beat three really good teams. Um, but here's the thing. Blazers-Lakers, uh, first game the Lakers have played in Staples Center uh, since Kobe passed away. Everyone is going to have a Mamba mentality for that game, and LeBron is going to do everything yeah. he can to win it. And we know how much LeBron can show up. We've seen it in the finals many times, and we do not like we. You know, we have Ariza, hopefully, who can guard him better than we would have. But it's it's gonna be a tough. I don't. Game I don't have any faith. I don't us. have any faith. I, I yeah, think, exactly. I think and and I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, right. Lakers need a win. Um, I I'm not saying that the Blazers should give it up, but uh, it's that's not a game that, especially on a back to back. You know, win the Jazz game, all right? Play hard. Uh, hmm. Don't keep Dame out longer than he should. Don't make yeah. him try harder. You know, injuries are still a very real thing. Um, but, you know, play hard. If Dame can take over and, you know, get 40-50, that's awesome. Uh, but don't don't go too hard. I don't know. Right. But then the Jazz and Nuggets coming up after that, those are the three games before the trade deadline. And, you know, even if you beat the Jazz and the Nuggets, you still got to trade Hassan because... He's not going to hit him and Nurk are both starters. We've talked about this. There's no way it's going to work out. All we're going to do is lose all that con contract next season. Like I predicted, the NBA salary cap went down from what was expected. It, it's still higher than it is this year. Uh, but the Blazers aren't going to have cap space. They now have a reason on the books for next year. So that's pretty much taken up that 10 million that they would have had. Um, so you got to trade Hassan, have something to work with next year, even if it's not a that good of a player yeah. like at least you have a contract you can trade next year if, if you need to a, you know a, play- it gives you a more playable veteran 
at the very yeah. at the very least because the championship chances this year are extremely slim yeah, yeah totally the one thing i'd say about the lakers game tomorrow is um and not that the blazers take advantage of this by any means but it's gonna be a super emotional night mm-hmm. and i think the only chance we have at winning is if if it's too much of an emotional experience for the Lakers, right? Like you want to play out of emotion in the sense of like let the emotion come to you in the mm-hmm. game, but but you can be pretty reckless yeah. in the midst of emotions too. Like and so if any guy is is trying to prove anything or or it, yes, they want to win for for Kobe, right? And for Laker Nation, they they need that win, but but also emotions can make you do things that are uncharacteristic as yeah. well where the Blazers are not in that same spot, and we have been playing good basketball, and we've been more disciplined recently too. So, I mean, my guess is LeBron doesn't let a team play out of emotion as much, but yet that's one of his really good friends too. And and even seeing for Melo, like it's been tough for him, yeah. you know, recently. Um, for some of the other guys as well. Like it's it's just that we're closer with Kobe. Like that's just tougher because it's, it's real life, right? Yeah. Like... For me, if I if I lost somebody and had to go to work the next day, I'm not gonna fully be there, yeah. right? That's just the reality of being human. Yeah. Um, and and so I only say that as like that's the chance I give us tomorrow mm-hmm. in that game, but not saying like we take advantage of that because no, like that's real stuff. And 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 losing a friend is way more important than a win or, yeah. or anything like yeah. that. I'm just hoping for a really good game mm-hmm. and that Kobe is just honored in some really cool ways. And it's a battle back and forth. And we yeah. still, we see the Blazers, if they do lose, lose in a fight, yeah. right? Yeah. Where, totally. where it's it's back and forth and yeah. show we belong here even though we lost. Absolutely. Right? And and there's connections on both sides. It's not like it's, it's you know, Kobe's team versus yeah. the Blazers. It's, you know, Carmelo was friends with him. Ariza won a championship with him. Uh, Dame's a guy that Kobe was, like, believed in from the start of his yeah. career. Uh, so th- these are guys that had connections to Kobe. They, they want to, you know, prove themselves and, and really honor him well. So yeah. um, I'm excited to watch that game regardless. It's, yeah. it's going to be one to watch. If, if you weren't already planning on it, uh, definitely watch that game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, gentlemen, why well, I uh, hate to cut it short. Was there any last-minute things that we wanted to discuss here, Christian? I'm good. Anything on your mind? I only keep Hassan if Nurk isn't looking like he's coming back yeah. soon. That's the other thing. With what you were saying, Christian, because like, we're not going to get another center that is going to produce, and yeah. I don't want Caleb Swanigan starting. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. but is there any reason to do that? Because if you're not getting Nurk, you probably have no chance of making the championship. Well, it, it depends on... Is Nurk coming? Not that Nurk's not coming back, but yeah. when is Nurk coming back? Yeah. Right? Say, say Nurk's not coming back at the All Star break, mm-hmm. but he comes back in March or yeah. something like that. You know, do you keep Hassan to sustain that and still be able to split minutes twenty twenty between those two guys going forward? No. So, because to me, it only makes sense if if a championship is the result. If it's like making the playoffs, to me, it's like and eh, just. <clears throat> Go for it next season. That's the way I feel about it. Cause, cause championship is the ceiling. All right, so, gentlemen. Uh, well, I hate to, I hate to be <laughs> the one to wrap this up, but Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, been, totally. Yeah, it's been a pleasure catching back up. And um, as always, everybody, go ahead and, and follow us, Peeps and Plaid, on Instagram, Twitter, 
uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your flavor is. And uh, thank you to our local artists for providing the tunes. I think Anthony Mashoni might have some some of ours uh, for this episode. And um, as always, if you have a friend or family that uh, produces some music or some artwork, we are open to some requests. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Oh,